I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant at Boldside, where I help leaders build an epic team culture and become a leader that people want to follow. If you want to grow in your leadership or if you want to build a team culture that people don't want to leave, let's chat, DM me on LinkedIn and we can talk about how we can work together. Today on the show, we're talking about what happens if you can't get a pay rise and how you can sort your money out. And I'm joined by the president and CEO of the My Millennial Money community, Glenn James. Come on down. Thank you, Michelle. (laughs) It's great to be here, everyone. I haven't been on the career podcast for some time, but... um, uh, I just thought I'd drop in and check it out, do a bit of an inspection. Mystery shopper. Yes. Also, thanks for disclosing to our whole community that my name is actually Michelle. Oh, really? <laughs> no one knows that. Well. <laughs> now we're really friends because i got to say, when you know the true name, I know. it's terrifying. It's wild. Today's episode, we're talking about what to do if you can't get a pay rise. Right now, we're experiencing a cost of living crisis. And for many of our listeners, they're interested in how do they make their money work for them? How do they sort their money out? And if you can't get a pay rise, then this episode is for you. We're going to help you with your money. And Glenn James, the money guru himself, is here to help us sort our money out. Let's do it. All right, Glennie. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm so good. And as I said, I haven't been on this podcast for a while and I'm keen to talk to your huge following at My Millennial <laughs> Career. Give the people what they want, which is you today. So one of the things that our listeners have been talking about is how to get a pay rise when the economy is tight, when there's a cost of living crisis. And for many people right now, it's really difficult, not just for employees, but for business owners as well. And when money is tight for business owners, it's more difficult to get a pay rise. And I want to know from you, how do we make our money work for us when maybe increasing our income is not on the cards at the moment? Yeah. And I think this episode, we should call out that it is more of a personal finance encouragement episode have a listen. We won't take all day. So there you go, everyone. We'll be out of here in within the half an hour. But I want you to just refresh your thoughts around personal money management and all that stuff because I was a financial advisor in the past and I often used to tell people the best way to get a pay rise is to do a really good spending plan because if you don't have a system, if you don't have a process, you will just be wasting money because it just There's no system. Yeah, I love that. The first time I think we talked about money would have been, you know, you're you're still working as a financial advisor and you were helping Sam, my husband and I, with money coaching back before the podcast had even started. Mm. And we sat down, you said that exact thing to us. The best way to get a pay rise is to... Do a budget, basically. Do a budget. But the spending plan model changed my life. Mm. And I know that it's changed so many listeners' lives. And I think 
what we want to do on this episode is give you the tools. If you've gone to your boss and you followed all of our previous episodes about how to ask for a pay rise, you've got our book, Sort Your Career Out, you've followed the process of how to ask your boss for more money and that hasn't worked or it hasn't gotten you the increase that you need based on the cost of living. Just yet. Just yet. (laughs) What this episode is going to help you with is give you more tools to manage your money better, to create your own pay rise Mm. in your budgeting. Yeah, and I'll start with a story and I'll tell you the person at the end of the podcast, but I was driving home last night from Sydney, two-hour drive, and and I'll only tell you the person because you'll know and you'll be like, oh, please, or whatever. But this is a true story that happened 12 hours ago, right? Got a call. Hey, Glenn. Phone call, got a text message. Hey, have you got five minutes? And I'm like, oh, ish. <laughs> Had two hours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess. Anyway, this person called me and the question on the phone was we've got this investment property, mortgage rates have gone up, it's $3,500 a month that we have to pay for the mortgage on the investment property. We are getting some rent, like $2,000 a month, but the $1,500 a month, it's actually killing us. And a lot of the time when people come to me with money questions like that, they see this pain, oh my gosh, this investment property or this subscription or this thing or this insurance for the car, they want to amputate the pain. It's like, I need to stop the pain. Got to cut it out. Anyway, so I just started asking some questions and I basically like, oh, are both of you working at the moment? Yep. And I'm like, okay, um, what's your current mortgage repayment? He's like, yep. And I'm like, what's your income? And this individual said to me, oh, last year I earned $580,000. Wow. And my wife, she works full-time as well. And I said, what's the problem here? I literally said that, what's the problem? But it all came back to this person didn't have a money management system or cash flow system. And while I want everyone to earn really good money, I want everyone to kill it in their career, the amount of money you earn will not solve your problems if you don't have good systems in place. So, and then we were on speakerphone and the wife was like, oh yeah, but we've got two cars and two kids or three kids. And I'm like, oh, I'll just politely interrupt. I know a lot of Australians have two cars and at least two kids and earn a household income of $120,000. So we can't use that. And I'm like, you've got a money management problem. So jump online do my spending plan and we can't even sell it today because it's a free course now. Watch all the videos, fill out the spreadsheet and you'll see that the problem isn't the investment property, it's you managing money. And sometimes the problem isn't I need to earn more to make my problems go away. I want everyone to earn much more money. I want all that stuff. But sometimes the problem is we're not managing what we've got to the best of our ability. That is such a good example Mm. of how we default to, I need to earn more to solve it. And it's like, no, no, you have a money management problem. It doesn't matter. You could earn a million dollars a year. That's still not going to solve your problem that you can't manage the money that you have. Yeah. Whereas it's kind of goes to that old expression, Glenn, where 
you – what is that expression? You You think therefore you are? <laughs> maybe that one. Where I go, there I am. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. It's where you, you spend to your, – you're living beyond your means. Mm. And I think like that idea of – for most of our listeners, we'll be thinking, wow, like 500K a year, that's huge, huge dollars. I love that story though because it goes to we need to solve the actual problem and the actual problem is how we spend our money. Yeah, and how we manage it. And I drilled down. I said, oh, is there any debt on any of the cars? They're like, no, no, we own them. I'm like, there's actually no problem here. Like you're focusing on an external thing, which is we need to get rid of the investment property to make all our problems go away. No, 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 no. We need to work on how we're managing our money. And it goes to what we first talked about when I first met with you, Glenn, for that money coaching thing. You talked heaps about behaviour. And I remember being like, it's not about the dollars so much as it's about the behaviour that I have. And I know in myself, like you, I'm a spender. You know that about me. It's it's out there in the open. And I had to work on the spender behaviour. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because for many people, they're not in that scenario where they're like earning huge dollars. They're in a really tight financial situation right now. And then we also have the added complexity that the business they might be working in is in a tight financial situation and are unable maybe to increase their income to the level that they need. So what do they do if you're in that spot? Mm. You don't have those levers. How do you start to change some of the behaviors maybe? Yeah. So I like to, yeah, just first acknowledge that it doesn't matter how much money you've got, it's the behaviors that will cause you to be a train wreck financially. Like how many stories have you heard of ultra, ultra millionaires, they just lose their money because they can't control it. There's no behavior in place. I also had a client once who was earning over $450,000 a year, had a 50 grand credit card, just couldn't shake the debt. Now there's nothing different to that situation than someone earning $100,000 with a $2,000 credit card that they can't shake because the behavior is the same, just with more money amplifies the behavior, good or bad, right? So what I want everyone to do is take this episode as a bit of a eat, pray, love, think about your own money because one big part of your career is money and we need to learn to manage our money well. So everyone has probably heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the premise is if I don't have basic food, shelter, and all that stuff. I'm not online looking up a 10-day silent yoga retreat in India. (laughs) Like it's just not happening because I need food, I need shelter, I need my basic needs met, right? And I basically did a hierarchy and everyone in your mind, picture this, a triangle or a hierarchy, if you will. And the first one at the bottom is your baseline. So food, shelter, utilities, transport, clothing, just basic necessities. Because what I want you to do in your own mind and in your own time is maybe look at all your spending and maybe strip back some stuff, reset or whatnot. The next one is some basic comforts and they're going to be different for everyone, but you know, it could be Netflix or insurance or the, and the next two kind of just trigger warning everyone, when I talk in the book about the gym and pets being a basic comfort, I get like, oh, how dare you? (laughs) A pet is a 
baseline need and a gym, you do you, knock yourself out, but you know in your life what is a basic comfort and what is a baseline need. The next one up is luxuries. You, you know, personal trainer, I think is a luxury. Dinners out, name brand clothes, cafes all day, private schooling. You can't tell me that private schooling is a luxury. It's a, it's a need in our life. Well, I'll tell you a story about that soon. The next one up as the triangle gets smaller is premium luxuries. It might be motorboats, luxury cars, holiday homes, nice watches, all that premium luxury stuff. At the very top of the triangle, the category is whatever because <laughs> it actually doesn't matter. Where people go wrong, they put luxuries in and they get confused and they think that luxuries are baseline needs and luxuries are basic comforts. So we need to really be aware and strip that back. Would you say um, daily coffee is a baseline need? I, I mean, and this is it. Like for some people, it is. Is it for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I really love it. You know, if, if money got tight, I'd probably have to make it at home so I can still get that basic need for cheaper. But everyone's going to be different. Like someone might be like, yeah, a basic comfort for me is that gym membership. I don't give a crap about the kids. They can go to public school. If I don't go to the gym, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big mess. So I had a client once, literally their electricity bill was in arrears and behind getting warning letters. You need to pay this, you need to pay this. But both the kids were in private school. And I said, look, I don't want to be rude, but you actually can't afford 23 grand a year for private school. And I only, and this is just the facts. Your basic shat is not getting paid. So that means you're paying for stuff that you can't afford. And that's, you know, <laughs> it's very harsh. It's the painful reality though. And the reason I wanted to do this episode for, for a number of reasons, but I sat down again and did the Glenn James spending plan because I just realized my spending nature and my behavior was getting out of control. Like, and I realized like, oh, to change the behavior, I need a system and a process. Mm. And I had to go back to and do the thing again and watch the videos and get the spreadsheet out and go through it. And you have to confront the brutal realities yeah. of your own financial health. Like, and that was for me, I hate, I did not like that. I retreat from that because I'm like, I don't want to confront these realities because I'd rather live in the ignorance, the blissful ignorance. But I think the thing with blissful ignorance is your own blissful ignorance becomes someone else's pain or be, and ultimately becomes your own pain down the track. That's right. Like it's bliss and it's ignorance for now. <laughs> for now. And that's the thing. And I think, I guess I just wanted to share my own story with the, the Glen James spending plan is so freaking good. And I can't believe we've made it free because for I'm just saying my own life, I've needed to do this multiple times of coming back to what is my system that I use? How do I know where I'm at? Because earning more is not going to solve my behavioral issues with money. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to dig into the practicalities of how we can better manage our money in a difficult financial climate. If you want to grow in your career, I just wanted to remind you about our book, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. Glenn James and I have written this book to help you with any kind of career crisis, but also those things that you want, like getting a promotion, making more money, moving into a leadership role, 
or if it's time to quit your job. You can find our book wherever you get good books from, or you can listen on the audio book, sort your career out and make more money. Now let's get back to the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Glenn, right now, what are some of the things that you feel people need to be aware of that can help them manage their money when it's a tight economic climate? Well, I think it it does come back to that realisation of needs versus wants. And I've got a journal in my top drawer next to my bed that I've had for years. And when I started my first business, money was really tight. And I journaled one day like things that happen when money's tight. And one of the things that I wrote was priorities emerge. (laughs) Like, so when money's tight, you will soon know that those baseline priorities will actually emerge because you might be spending money on things that have increased in prices. And all of a sudden, these baseline things are emerging as why is electricity so expensive at the moment when it never was before? So, when money gets tight, priorities will naturally emerge. However, there are four levers that you can pull on a budget or a spending plan to make changes so that you have money to throw to debt, to put towards goals, and just to maybe build your emergency fund. And and these like work for everyone's budget. So, the only four levers that you can pull either permanently or temporary, are as follows. The first one is increasing income. So you've talked about the situation where I can't get any more money from my employer at the moment. Okay, can I do something on the side for a short period of time? Can I go and, you know, you might be a, a nurse. Can I go on a casual pool and do some Saturdays or Sundays? So Pet sitting, pet sitting, sitting. All that stuff. Um, the guy two doors down... He grows bamboo and he does that on the side. Grows it, propagates it, sells it like side hustle. So literally grows money on trees. (laughs) So yeah, the first thing is to increase income. And some of these you can do all at once, right? The second thing that the second budget lever that you can pull is to decrease savings. So my income's not changing. My expenses aren't changing, but because I want to, keep what I'm paying for the, and I can't get more income and I don't want to increase my income because I don't want to get extra work. If there is money left over to start with, well, I've actually got to decrease my savings. So I'm not saving as much. I'm consuming more in 
electricity, fuel costs, insurances, all that stuff, right? The third one is reducing costs. And I'm talking about categories. So in your budget or spending plan, you'll have a, a line item. And I like to pick on the exercise thing and the subscription things because they're really good schemas that people will understand. So you might reduce costs in the fitness column in your budget. You pay for a gym membership, you pay for a PT, and you pay for Pilates one day a week at a separate studio. So you might review that and go, oh, I'm going to ditch Pilates or I'll ditch the PT and Pilates, just go to the gym and do my own program. So you can reduce costs if you want the savings to stay the same amount each week and you want the income to stay the same each week. And similarly, subscriptions, I've got like five. I think I've got like Netflix, Foxtel, Stan, bloody Paramount, Prime. Like I'm actually working on a podcast episode at the moment to do on My Millennial Money. And it's like, <laughs> if you haven't watched it in six weeks, you don't use it, cancel it. So you might just go, look, I'm cutting back all my subscriptions Still want the subscription category, but we're cutting that out. The fourth thing that you can do in your budget, either permanently or temporarily, is to cut something out completely. So that could be I'm cutting exercise, paid exercise out completely, just going for a jog every day. That doesn't cost anything. Or I'm cutting subscriptions out completely. I'm just doing ABC iView, Channel 7 and nine and all that on the web and, and those they've got a heap of like programs for entertainment you just got to watch the ads you might be doing the SBS app so you might cut something out completely so I'll repeat increase income decrease savings and those top ones they're the ones that you want to try and do but in but realistically we should all always be reviewing our budget and reducing and reviewing and then at different times cutting something out completely so just when you do an autopsy of your own budget and your personal spending as you're listening to this, if you're driving or if you're on a bus somewhere, have a think. What are the things in my life that are actually luxuries? I know they're luxuries, but I'm treating them as an actual need. Can you review that in concert with, well, when I review my budget, can I pull one of those levers permanently or temporarily? When you, if any of our listeners are thinking, oh, I don't have anything in savings. So they may have over the last little while where things have been really expensive, dr drawn down on that quite a lot. Maybe there is no emergency fund either. Mm. What do you recommend for those people? Um, we need to, like I know it's tough out there. Like it is bloody expensive at the moment. But we need to try and just be resilient through this time. And that I think it actually comes down to those cutting something out completely, reviewing or increasing your income or selling crap you haven't used. Like I say, if you haven't used something for 18 months and it's not a family heirloom and it's worth something, piss it off. Throw it on Marketplace. What are the common areas that people really struggle with when it comes to their spending? Like is it areas where – is it gifts? Is it eating out? Like what are the things that you see commonly when – that people kind of trip on or is it different for every person? I think it's different, but broadly speaking, all I do in my own spending plan and budget is give some, save some, spend some. And if we go through all three, so if I gave all my money away, I'm not looking after my now or my future. And it's really noble and all that stuff, but you know, look after yourself and your family before you give your money away. Save some. 
if I saved all my money, similarly, I'm not looking after my day-to-day needs because I might be getting a bit stingy and tired and, I don't know, sitting in the cold at night and not wanting to turn the air conditioner on or the heater on or I'm not enjoying the now. And it's very funny. You talk to someone who has had a life-threatening experience or illness, it's very interesting to get a perspective change. So, if you save all your money, you're really not enjoying the now. And then if you spend all your money, and if you do either one of these three things in the extreme, it's almost a bit self-indulgent where the saving all your money is a little bit selfish as much as spending all your money is a bit odd because you're not you're living too much in the now and you're not thinking about future you. So I really think it's about identifying your natural proclivity as a human with behavior and just saying out loud, oh, I think I'm actually more of a a spender than a saver. I think I'm more of a saver than a spender. And then to your question, like the biggest thing that people trip up on is trying to manage everything with the one account. It's just really hard and unnecessary. And you know, we'll put a link in the show notes, the Glenn James Spending Plan. There is no cost to do this. It's an online course, downloadable budget template. If you're listening to this and you run teams and you've got a whole department of people, send them the link and go, hey, this is a spending plan. I just want to get it out there. Separating the bank account. So I teach, we want separate bank accounts for different things. And in a lot of instances, the money that we're spending each day is a different bank itself, not just a different account. That's so massive because originally I had just different accounts in, in the com, I'm with Combank. Mm. And then I ended up after the spending plan going with the NAB, getting my spending card with NAB mm. and then being totally different and separate. And you just pay yourself a little bit a week just for food, fuel, going out, entertainment, little ad hoc things, groceries, all that. Yeah. And then that way you are having this, a system that helps you to reshape the behavior. Cause I think willpower alone like my willpower is like not enough because I know my own behavior that yeah. if I see a nice pair of shoes, I'm going to want to buy them. Yeah. But if I look in my nav account, I go, no, there's not enough money for that. You don't buy it. it changes the behavior. But totally. it's, if I don't have that in place, I mean, I go back to this idea of I like the three things, save some, give some, spend some. Mm. Now, right now at the moment, you might be finding that the proportion that you're spending is more than what was like, you know, this time last year. Mm because of things that are outside of your control. But I think if we look at it and we go, are we setting ourselves up well for now and into the future? And do we have that? Are we happy with the system that we have in place Mm. right now? And, you know, I'm big on financial giving, if you can. I would never ask anyone to give money to charities or to other people if you can't look after your own family. And the whole giving thing, you can give blood, that doesn't cost anything, but if you time, you can give a smile. You can give a nice text message. I texted a friend last night that I hadn't heard from in a long time and said, hey, just thinking of you, hope things are going well. Just a giving attitude or posture or give a meal, give a smile. Just don't be a taker, be a giver in your attitude with everything. Totally. There's, I love Adam. Did you ever read Adam Grant's book? Give nah. and take. Oh, it's so good. It's about Should being I? a giver. You would like it. But I think if we go to right now, if, you fe- if you're feeling a pinch 
and you haven't been able to get the pay rise even though you followed our process about how to do it. I wanted to have this conversation, Glenn, with you because I think previously this course, how much was it? It was like 70 bucks. Oh, I think it went up to 99 and then 79 with a discount code, yeah. But I love going to the giver thing. You've given this away for free because you know, like you've recognized that people need this stuff right now. So I wanted to do this episode because if this is you and you need help in your money, you want to sort your money out. I can say I've personally done this multiple times, the process of re-watching to help my behavioral change. It's going to help you so much. So jump into the link, download, get the Glen Gems spending plan. And give it to your friends and your workers. Give it to your team. Email it to your whole database. Like I'm only paying, I think, $400 a month to host the course and it can be unlimited people. So I actually don't care. It's so good. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. I think it is just a good health check on your own money and financial situation. Do this health check, go through the process, create a system that helps you sort your money out. And then what the amazing thing about this is, it means that if you're in an organization right now or a job that you love and you're like, I love this job, but I I, I need to be earning more money, but I don't want to leave, then sorting your money out helps you to be able to stay in a job that you love even if the pay maybe isn't quite where you feel like it needs to be right now. Mm, awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Shell. Hey, thanks for coming on as a mystery shopper today. Yes, I'll do, I'll do my report to head office. <laughs> do a performance review mm-hmm. on how this podcast mm-hmm. went. Well, hey, if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating and review. Love what? Do you know what I do on mine? What do you do? I did mine the other day. I said, in the reviews, you've got to leave a code word. Five-star review and you've got to use creative code words. And the code <laughs> words I used the other day was like apricot and or monkey. Oh, okay. So think of a code word. All right. Apricot and or monkey. I, I'm going to say teddy bear and... It, it can just be one. So if you leave your five-star review, you've got to drop the code word teddy bear in there. Like, I just love the podcast. It's like cuddling a big teddy bear or something like that. <laughs> well, what about one more? You choose the other one. Affogato. <laughs> Such an interesting choice of coffee, affogato. It's not for me. Isn't it? No. Is it a regular? Well, we're going to get no, coffees. It's, it's, it's ice cream. A, and a, ice cream and a I shot of coffee. I know exactly yeah. what, but it is an interesting, weird choice of coffee. Well, I'd say it's a dessert, not a coffee. I would say it should absolutely be in the premium luxury item on your spending plan. Totally. <laughs> All right. Well, throw in affogato and teddy bear. We'll know you've listened and enjoyed the show. Bye. <laughs> We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money, My Millennial Daily, and Retire Right. Find these wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.